So then there's Oodle Noodle. Mm -hmm. And how does that come into play? Yeah. Uh, so once again, going back to the learnings from the bar, we only want to do things we are passionate about. And like you hear passion thrown around like crazy in the entrepreneur space or whatever, but it's really true. Like if sure. you don't, if you, you need motivation because when you're building a business, if you're not ready to wear 9,000 hats and put out fires and juggle and tap dance and stress yourself out, um, you know, if you're not, if, if you don't have the passion to do that because of you believe in the greater good of what you're doing, then you're, you're, you're going to fail without a doubt. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so same thing with the blues bar. Like, I didn't want to go out of the four walls of the of the bar to go and pitch and market our blues bar because like I didn't even know what the hell I was selling. Right. right. But you know, with things like the Oilers Nation, like I'm selling a life, a fan lifestyle, a hockey fan lifestyle, because I am living in that. So I think I have a decent idea how to portray and pitch uh, on that stuff. So and so it just comes out naturally. So and then that it resonates with who I'm talking to. But anyways, uh, I digress. Oodle Noodle, passion. Um, so Oodle Noodle was started by our founder, uh, Sunny Fam in 2005 with the White Ave location. Uh, we had a bit of history with Sunny, getting to know him beforehand uh, and kind of, uh, well, my partner Clark helped him kind of get an understanding of accounting because Sonny wanted to start his own business. Right. So kind of gave him some background, basic knowledge um, of that before he goes and launches his own restaurant. But Sonny opens Oodle Noodle. Um, you know, we start just going just to support Sonny because Sonny's one of those guys that, you know, the minute you, you kind of see him smile or just see him dance to Thai pop while he's cooking noodles, you're kind of like under his spell. Right. Uh, so we'd show up and the food was good. Right, so I'm like, okay, well then, next thing you know, I find myself eating there three days a week, mm -hmm. uh, and just loving the food. And Sonny would come in and like pick our brains about something and tell us how he's going to open up another location with his brother and all this stuff. And just like anything, you know, if Sonny asked us to help him with, you know, we would. And then we did a deal with Sonny, like, hey, well, oh, this nation's got fifty thousand followers. Let's market Doodle Noodle, like free food for marketing. Right. He's nice. like, yeah, that's great. Uh, and we'll do contests and do giveaways. Like, that's awesome. And so we just started working with Sonny there and helping him out. And he's helping us out because I don't have to pay for a meal. That's good at that time. Right. Um, and uh, kind of just earning that trust of Sonny. And then one day Sonny's like, we come in and he's like, I've got something big for you. We're like, okay. Uh, he's like, but I'm not ready. I got to work. I, I got to figure out a few things. But, you know, one day you'll come in here and I'm going to come talk to you. We're like, okay. So whatever, I can't remember the amount of six months elapsed, nine months elapsed. We're back in. Granted, I've been there a hundred times in that time frame, but uh, I come in. Sonny's like, okay, time to talk. We're like, okay, what, what's up? He's like, I bought, I bought a factory. We're like, awesome. <laughs> That's wicked. Good for you. Uh, and to kind of give you some backstory about Oodle Noodle and Sonny is Sonny used to shut on Sundays and like, stand over a stove and mix all his sauces that he needed for the week. And then he would double down and opened up another store with his part with his brother-in-law once again. So now he's spending, you know, 14 hours now on a Sunday stirring pots and making sauces for the week for two stores. So Sonny says, yeah, I bought a factory and uh, we're like, cool. Uh, he's like, 
And I want you to, me and my partner, Clark, to help me grow my stores. We're like, well, what, what do you mean? He's like, I want to be in the factory. I want to be the one making all the noodles and all the sauces for all the stores. Uh, he's like, I need you to grow my restaurants. We're like, okay, well, we don't know anything about operating a restaurant. We just failed at operating a bar slash restaurant. Right. Um, but, you know, we really loved the product. So, and, and, and we saw how both locations were doing their, like the, you know, like the, the product stood on its own and Sunny was creating the factory and the system for it to be easily made. So yeah. I don't need to worry about the food tasting good because Sunny made all the sauces, right? So, right. so it's all, it's always going to be consistent. Insta- right. We're scaling out Sunny. We're able to replicate Sunny's uh, product quality across more stores. So we then, uh, took that opportunity and brought in people to Oodle Noodle to try the food and all this stuff and kind of built up an investor base being like, do you like the product? Yes. I'm like, well, we have the opportunity to form the franchise company. Do you want in? Yes. Okay. So we went to market on Sunny's behalf, raised some capital, brought in some consultants to help us set up the systems uh, and then um, launched our first franchise. So we opened our first franchise, uh, which is the Jasper Ave 108 store in December 2010. Um, we set it up um, as such where we did it as a partnership with the franchisees, not a full franchise model, just so we had a bit of control. Right. So if we came in and realized that like we needed to change the color of the brand because it's not working, we could go in and paint the walls and not be told to fuck off. Um, or, you know, if, if we're not liking how the business is operating, we've got a say in, 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 in changing the, how it operates. So we, we opened three stores pretty quickly over the course of about 13 months or 14 months, we opened three franchise stores with that same model. Right. Uh, and then quickly realized, um, you know, my partner and I went away for a month, uh, just and, and it was it was a blessing in disguise that we did it uh, because it was the stress test on the businesses. Mm-hmm. How can they do? How, how are these things actually running? Because we're not there to like prop it up. Right. So quickly we realized that um, the stores we didn't we didn't have the right operators. Um, they started they started floundering or their 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 expense management went way off kilter. Uh, the beauty was the food was still good and the top line sales were still good. And that's because of sunny. Right. But like we, we went away and all of a sudden we're looking at profit loss statements and we're like, holy shit, man. Like, why is your labor 40%? Like in this game, it needs to be like 25%. Why is your food cost 36%? It needs to be 30. Like this is where you live or die is in your food costs and labor costs in the restaurant space. And so we quickly realized that if we weren't there micromanaging, these stores were going off the rails on their own. I'm like, well, but what you can't do because you have too much other stuff going on. Well, exactly. Well, that's why we had a vested franchisee uh, there that should be in their financial interest to make sure that they're not spending too much money. So we quickly realized that the system wasn't strong. Um, the franchisee vetting um, probably wasn't ideal. We were more just focused on getting stores open. So we bought the stores back. So mm-hmm. we said, okay. Thank you for trying. We returned their money. Uh, and then we took the stores in corporately to be like, okay, well, we can't open another store until we figure out what's wrong. Right. So like, how do we strengthen the system? How can we make this so 
a franchisee can take the playbook, take our training, and actually run the Oodle Noodle profitably. Um, and so it took us, oh geez, I think about 18 months while we retooled uh, and did that. And then we started opening kind of one store at a time, just testing, okay, how's the system? Is it breaking? Right. You know, like we'll step away because like the thing is we can't scale ourselves out. We can't just like, we can't, you know, scale like Sunny operating a store out either. Yeah. Um, so it's, does the, can the system allow us to scale? So start opening one at a time and then, you know, uncovering issues here and there, but just like, but being honest with ourselves and saying that like, we have an issue or right. we need, or we need to have a difficult discussion and we need to fire someone or we need to, we need to change a, a franchisee um, or, you know, like be, being true to ourselves to realizing there's a mistake and fixing it. That's the right. big thing. Cause you know, sometimes you will let it slide because you are working on other things or you just kind of mm -hmm. like, Hey, well we can, we can live with that. No, you need to fix it. So started growing more stores, more stores, more stores, one at a time. Uh, and then we tried doing two stores in a year. How are we doing? How are we doing? Uh, so now, you know, we've taken the concept from two and we took over to 12. Um, so, uh, we really started kind of accelerating our growth in the last two years because mm -hmm. um, we're going to be 14 before the end of the year. Uh, and just kind of always looking back, kind of doing that managed growth before we really scale up because we want to make sure our foundation is strong. Yeah. So things that we incorporated into the business while we were growing it was delivery. Uh, delivery was a huge or has been a huge piece of business that we introduced that wasn't there when we first uh, took over Oodle Noodle. Um, and that was like before skip the dishes before too, skip the right? dishes. Yeah. We managed our own delivery, which was, which, which was a huge pain in the ass, but we needed to prove the concept. Mm -hmm. Can, will people accept oodle noodle delivery? And we knew we had a chance because our, our noodles in the box will stay like really hot they, for like they, 45 yeah, minutes. Totally. Right. So that means the food can travel. Yeah. Right. Cause you're going to get, we know we can get you hot food in time. Mm -hmm. Um, so kind of built it out and then it worked at a one store and then we scaled out to the others and then we built more stores, skip the dishes came in as a delivery partner and took all the delivery operations out of the store. Cause once again, going back to core competencies, managing delivery drivers was very taxing on the operation because they were very unreliable. Right. And you're also having to be a dispatcher. Like how many orders should I send this guy out with? Like it was, it was really right. stressful on our, on our franchisees, but it was a, it was a, it was a huge revenue stream for them. So they were just willing to take on the stress. Totally. Then skip came in and like, we'll take all of it off your plate. Right. You just have to make the food, which was our core competency. It's like, yeah. we know how to make the food. That mm -hmm. is the system. And so by doing that, it allowed us actually to, to like scale up our delivery immensely. So skip the dishes came on and in about two months of being on their platform and us just being in charge of making the food, we we're able to double, double our delivery sales. Right. So we're one of the top, uh, we were number one. We're probably top three now skip customers in Edmonton. Nice. Uh, which has been super cool. It's, it's shown that, uh, Unwil has been a very well accepted brand. And well, now you guys have the best advertising source, <laughs> right? Like, so it's like well, that's <laughs> to kind of sh show how we marry it all together. When we launched delivery, it was just the phone delivery. And then when we scaled all the stores, we had to do what we brought in online. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Oodle Noodle still had a small budget, uh, of marketing. So the only way we could market online delivery was through Oilers Nation.
Mm-hmm. And then the first day we launched online delivery, we did a takeover ad on Oilers Nation. And sure as shit, we started getting online orders. We're like, we always say like, if you would have told us you would be using your hockey blog to promote your, you know, Asian uh, quick serve uh, restaurant chain, you think we were crazy, but it was actually a very powerful tool for us uh, to do it. And we were able to kind of weave the brand into kind of the DNA of our audience. And now Oodle Noodle is so synonymous with Oilers Nation that, you know, our audience consumes our products quite heavily. And so it always sponsors our events. Like we're always kind of staying right. because it was a huge competitive advantage for us. Like we we're able to kind of marry the brands. And now we have a nation branded box, a doodle noodle and mm-hmm. and all these other things. So we've been able to kind of, I guess, synchronize or embed the two brands together, even though they're two completely different beings living in two completely different spaces. Um, but once again, it's because we were pumped about the product uh, from both Point, points of view. So we were able to kind of uh, intertwine the two in a way that it resonated with an audience. Yeah. So we're very thankful for that. And it was a competitive advantage for us and still is that we can, we can market, you know, our Asian uh, quick serve restaurant chain on a hockey blog. Uh, but it's which been is amazing, which is amazing. It's been very, very <laughs> powerful for us and gave us, you know, marketing power when we had no money. Right. Right, because you know we can, the franchise company only generates so much revenue, and it was investing every dollar back into everything that it could. Yeah, but now we're starting to hit some hit 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 a level of scale. Uh, so the mission, you know, the promise we made to Sunny is Sunny built a factory that's got the capacity to build to to supply thirty stores. Okay. So our mission to Sunny is to to take it to that level and then bring in pros. Right. And uh, you know we're slowly starting to build up the Oodle Noodle team where we actually have like very like experienced professional people doing that because like our core competency once again is the brand and the marketing and the content creation uh so you're not for that you're not cooking the noodles every i'm not cooking the noodles although (laughs) it's it's a very the the way sunny has it set up for us um it's it's very simple right which is nice um so you know you don't need to be a head chef somewhere or have some crazy culinary experience to to run a noodle noodle. All you have to do is have you have to like the food. That's always one of the litmus tests for us. Did you go? You have to go eat. You have to tell us what you ate. Tell us what you thought. Um, well, who? Or you have to like be a combo box. Well, yeah, we have to, yeah, there's some sriracha. I love a combo yeah. box. But <clears> uh, you know, they have to believe in what they're selling. But if yeah, all all you need, all that's needed to run a noodle noodle, honestly, is hustle. Uh, you know, passion for what you're making and just the, the hustle to, to run your business, making the food and all that stuff. Like we've, we've got you covered there. Right. Right. So, uh, and we see it like we've got, you know, 12 stores, so 12 different operators, I guess nine different operators because we have some multi-store owners and, uh, it's, it's funny to see different operation styles. We've got, we've got guys that will go out and just hustle the market because like they're, they're, they're just, they're, they're very outgoing. Right. So they go out and they engage with their community and then they just drum up crazy lunch sales. We have operators that just really believe on providing quality food like, and, the, and they all do, but just walls in operator, like quality experience when you come in, really focus on just, just the walls in. Right. And it, that's a little bit of a slower grind because you need yeah. to get someone to come in, enjoy it, 
come back again, enjoy it, then start telling someone else to come with them to enjoy right. it. Yeah, so yeah. it's a little bit slower play, but you know, if you have the patience in two years, you'll build up a really good business. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's been very interesting to see. And then we obviously provide the tools to help them support, um, whatever initiatives they want to do in their local areas. And then we're in charge of the overarching brand awareness and like, you know, corporate in, or community investment and community engagements and, and initiatives and all that fun stuff. So yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's a long winded answer to oodle noodle, but <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's something that we, you know, we really believe in the food. I still eat it a bunch this day, uh, and don't stop. Um, and you know, it's fun to now introduce new items and I work with Sunny and all that kind of stuff. But where I, what, what the thing I really like is on the uh, strategy and brand side. So, you know, our mission for Oodle Noodle is to get it to Sunny to 30 stores and then bring on a strategic, um, restaurant operating group that, that, and there's, there's a, there's a bunch in North America that, that purchase like 30 to 50 store brands and then scale them up. Right. Um, or just manage them as such. They sure. just, they're just, they're just like crazy pro well-efficient operators. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that's the mission for, for Oodle Noodle for us. And then we can, you know, stand by our word to Sunny, which is ultimately the mission that we're on, um, and have some fun while we're doing it. So Oodle Noodle is now in a good place, but yeah, there was, uh, there in the first few years, it was kind of scary because, you know, we're buying out franchisees, we're having stores lose money, even though they shouldn't be, you know, doing that tap dance. I had to quickly learn how to do QuickBooks because all of a sudden I became a bookkeeper for three stores. Right. So I could get a fun, <laughs> yeah. so I could get that fundamental understanding because I want to make sure when I'm selling a franchise to someone that like I can I can share these war stories, but I actually have that like real practical knowledge of their business. Totally. Well, yeah. I mean, that's interesting because I knew that you guys were that there was a time when there was a lot, and I was like. And then it slowed down and I was like, oh, like, but I didn't know exactly what happened. So that's, thanks for, sorry, I don't know how long we're going and, and I do want to talk a little bit about your next stuff, but mm -hmm. I don't know, we're probably going to have to have another conversation once I get listeners on this thing. I'll chop it up, record it now. Yeah. <laughs> you got me now. Um, yeah. I, and I mean, I, I don't want the conversation to end, so I... I, uh, the River Valley Company, mm -hmm. this is my favorite part, and, and my favorite part about the little brick is that obviously Jay and Clark, they're good buddies of mine, but I also respect them and what they've built so far, and when I was coming up with the idea about K4, and I walked into their office, and I was sitting in little brick with the two of them, and telling them my story and I said I want to be a blogger that makes like financial plans for people and writes them and sells them and they're like no 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 you tell the story and you do it in videos and I was like how the hell didn't I think of that <laughs> like I was like not thinking about that but then I was like as soon as they said it I left that meeting and I was like this is gonna work and uh and it's the same as you guys, and I always laugh, like, so has been making money easy? We've been growing this, like, easy? 
right? Like it's been crazy. Your story is like we're grinding. These bad things happen, right? It's been what twelve years now, mm-hmm. and even longer since you opened Blue Chicago. Yeah. Of like, you know, now you've built this sort of kind of Edmonton empire. That's awesome. That's now like hopefully gonna explode. But I like the stories of like. These are our mistakes. We're struggling. These like, and it's been two and a half years for me of knowing it was working, but you know, it's still like you're just struggling, shuffling things around. Like, how am I going to pay for that when yeah. like, <laughs> like I thought I was having a good month, and then I was like, oh my god, like I got to check. <laughs> well, in the meantime, you're juggling that stress, but you're still being that knowledgeable guy and creating those videos and keeping up the brand image and that's like so important right you were right. letting it kick you in the dick and knock you down yeah oh, right yeah. like you believed in what you you actually believed in the in in, in what you were building yeah oh yeah. and you would like you said earlier you would never be able to do it if you weren't actually believing in your product like i was happy every day because i did even though i was poorer than i've ever been and like i should have been more stressed out than i've ever been but i wasn't mm-hmm. like i was just like this is fun it's yeah, like it's in the, the important thing uh for that is like it's good that you're, you're saying that you're having fun and this is something i need to improve on is like celebrating those wins right right like if you can go back to yourself two years ago when it was, was still an idea to like where you've taken it to now, like that's a huge success. Right. Right. Like, like when we mapped out Oilers Nation, it was like, well, if this can just pay for like, essentially what I was asking for is for it to make me 10,000 bucks. Right. And I'm like mission fucking accomplished. Like, Oh my God, I can't (laughs) believe we did it. But now we're like, well, this is like, you know, we're, we, we're in the millions for revenue. Right. And if I tell myself, like and I, but but I'm stressed out, right? Because I'm mm-hmm. I'm working on growth or working on that or looking to address a fire, and it's like you know you got to pull yourself back and realize like holy cow, like if you tell the guy that was just hoping to make ten grand that he's building mm-hmm. companies doing that, like he's probably doing nude cartwheels down way down. Hundred percent, and you've done those before. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> For another podcast, right? Yeah, that's a totally different topic, but. Okay, so Little Brick, then River Valley Project, that's where you guys are going to make Edmonton better, in my opinion. So everything rolls up to this, right? So like, you know, we want to bring, we want, you know, we want to make Edmonton the best city in the world. Now that's, that's a big audacious goal, but like, we just want to be in the process of doing that. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're, as long as everything, that's our core, but as long as we're working on things to do that, then I can sleep comfortably at night and I'm, I'm very happy and having fun with what I'm doing. Yes. There'll be some stresses and some bad days, but that is the ultimate goal that I'm ultimately going to be working on for the rest of my life. So like, how do we, how do, how do like river Valley company is an element to that, but like we've been doing this for a few years now with our other brands, like, with the nation network or with his nation, we've been leveraging our partners uh, in Scandinavia to have people come visit Edmonton to experience Edmonton for seven days and watch hockey games and actually 
get an impact of like how cool Edmonton actually is because Edmonton's going through a renaissance now. It's it is a lot of cool shit happening. There's a lot of cool little restaurants, and all this kind of builds a culture. Uh, and so when we host these trips, everyone comes. We're like, I didn't know anything about Edmonton, but I knew that you had a new arena, and I knew you had Connor McDavid. Right? right. So then they come here and spend seven days, and they're like, Holy shit, Edmonton is unreal. The people are so nice. There's so much cool shit here. Like I didn't know what to expect, and I was blown away. And right. that's Edmonton current state. So that's yeah. super cool. So we need to keep building on that. So, uh, so on the so last year we hosted 24 Swedes and 25 Finns, and next re- next season we're going to be hosting 50 Swedes, 50 Finns, and 25 Germans. So awesome. we're going to bring all these people here, create a bunch of crazy awesome Edmonton content that they go then push back to their markets, and then we're just going to keep bringing people from their audience back to Edmonton, and we're going to make this like. Uh, in Europeans' minds, the place to go watch NHL hockey. Awesome. Don't go to New York and spend $10 million to do it. Come to Edmonton. It's great value, and you're also going to be blown away with the experience. Because, and this is a segue, we have such beautiful things like Little Brick in the River Valley. <laughs> um, so, you know, the whole, we, we've done a lot of work with tourism, bringing in hockey influencers and, you know, doing these types of trips, and we, by working with them, we see how they pitch Edmonton to the world. Right. And all of it has got photos of the River Valley. And they talk about how it's, you know, what is it, five or six or 20 times the size of Central Park. It's ginormous, mm-hmm. right? And how it's, you know, it's a beautiful asset for us. So, and we, and we believe it too. So we want to add to that. So that was the whole, you know, thesis for Little Brick was, well, let's put a business in the River Valley and create more reasons to come to the river valley or stay in the river valley so we opened up the cafe putting our offices upstairs to cover the freight for the for the mortgage payment on the building and the utility buildings we wanted to set up the cafe for success because we didn't know if we opened the doors if there was going to be one person show up or not right. uh, we wanted to make sure it was very comfortable and it had a chance to to, to win um, and you know we opened the doors and we created a lot of buzz because once again, we leverage our hockey blog to talk about all of our other projects because we've got reach there. Uh, and our partner had, um, our operating partner had uh, his own brands too that he could he could leverage to create some awareness. We had tourism excited about it because it was a River Valley in it, uh, mm-hmm. amenity. So we created a lot of buzz and a lot of media attention was around it. And sure as shit, we opened the door and people start showing up. So that's cool. Uh, so now we want to build a business off of it and, and uh, you know, the, the great satisfactions of, of Little Brick is when I walk out of our office, and, I, and especially in the summer, and I go out into the patio, and I see like 40 people in those like bike jerseys and a bunch of bikes stacked up against the fence. Right. And that's like a River Valley biking crew that came to Little Brick to have lunch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is exactly, you know, what this asset is supposed to be. It's supposed to bring these people that are down there here and attract people to come down to come see it. So, like, we started seeing that early that 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 early adoption, and also uh, Little Bricks uh, located in the community of Riverdale, which had no real amenities or has no amenities. You have to get in your car to go to get anything from there. So the community was really behind it, um, you know, and the fact that we preserved the the history of the house to kind of. I'm kind of bouncing all over the place. No, that's fine. Well, are you going to talk about the history? Of yeah. The house? So, Little Brick was a house built in 1903, and it's in it's in the community of Riverdale. And Riverdale, uh, in its heyday, 
I guess well, it's in its heyday now too, but uh, in its past was uh, a brickyard. And the owner, the owner of the brickyard, uh, that's the house that Little Brick is in, the cafe. His name was JB Little. So being so clever, we called the cafe Little Brick. Um, but you know, a, lo a lot of the bricks that came out of that brickyard are what are in the historical buildings that remain today you know, in Edmonton. So there's a huge, huge kind of historical significance of that house and how it's connected to, you know, past Edmonton. So once we heard that story, we thought it was very important to keep the, the history and the legacy of JB Little alive. Um, and, 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 and once we did that and we started sharing that story, everyone was just so like, pumped about it like holy yeah. cow like yeah, they, didn't, awesome. they didn't know that right and when we shared that with like edmonton tourism they're like holy cow they're like we want to deem little brick as an attraction i was like holy shit for a guy who wants to start building up tourism in edmonton this is our first win like this right. is huge. huge so tourism does that and next thing you know because they're always hosting uh, travel groups from all over the world to showcase Edmonton because mm -hmm. they go back to market to market Edmonton. So if it's airlines or travel agents or influencers, so all of a sudden now, like, because they did this, they host these like travel groups in Edmonton. So I've done and hosted breakfast with like 50 people from China explaining that the history of, of Little Brick and why it's important to Edmonton while they enjoy a delicious, and I mean delicious, eggs Benedict or a breakfast sandwich. Um, you know, we, we shot videos with uh, KLM. KLM came and shot a video with us, and then I shot a video with them, teach them how to play hockey at the Ice Palace. And this was in their in-flight video stuff. So it's like, this is super cool. Like, right. like we're, we're doing the things to kind of help build, you know, what the ultimate goal is of River Valley Company is building beautiful assets to bring more people to Edmonton. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Little Brick kind of, starts growing and growing and growing and you know it's 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 doing very well its biggest limitation is that uh it has very little power supply to the house so we have no cold storage and we have to get the food delivered fresh every day and we and and prepped every day uh so we can only our capacity is very limited so this past week and the reason why we're not recording this a little brick right now is that Finally, we've been able to uh, put the, the capital together to make the investment to upgrade the power to the house, which is now also unlocking uh, renovation to the basement. So we can have cold storage and prep room. And now we can actually increase our capacity and do more with the space. So nice. it's going to be very, it's going to unlock a lot of efficiencies. So like because of the infrastructure that we had or lack thereof, the restaurant ran at a crazy high food cost because we had to order everything every day. It had to be prepped off site. So you're paying for added labor that you don't need. You're paying a premium because you can't order in bulk. Um, and so like from a food and labor cost standpoint, it was very inefficient, right. but we didn't care. We had to, we had to prove like this is an asset to the Brewer Valley. We had to prove the concept. So just keep, figuring away right mm -hmm. so now we, we're going to unlock a lot of that efficiency so now little brick will you know hopefully be you know uh, a very uh comfortable uh operation in terms of you know cash flow generation before it was just kind of sales are going up but like it's not that it's profitability was going up it's right. like because of these crazy inefficiencies but once again like we knew that we yeah. we were very accepting of that um so we we're going to grow it 
until we can make a case to uh, warrant the investment to improve the backend infrastructure of that. So yeah, that's that's a little brick. The fact that it's you know it's been doing so well gave us the kind of motivation to want to do another project in the River Valley. So uh, RVC, the team of us at RVC, we purchased a lot two blocks down the street from Little Brick that was a vacant lot that had commercial zoning. And um, we're now building a two and a half story structure. We started digging the hole. We, we dug the hole about six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Uh, so we got about 10 to 11 more months left in the project before the, the building is built. But uh, we're building a two and a half story building that's gonna have a bistro um, which is, you know, essentially a pub with a food program mm-hmm. or a good food program, uh, and a, a restaurant, um, on the main floor. And then we're going to, on the second floor, our development partner in RVC, she's moving her office into there. And then we're going to move our nation office into there because little brick right now we operate at a little brick, but it's becoming so big and busy it actually needs its own office space yeah so sense. it'll it'll absorb our space that's a great problem uh, and then on the on the half story we built two 600 square foot units that are going to be operated as a bed and breakfast so the thesis for the bed and breakfast is there's no hotels in the river valley number right. one yeah uh, number two we think there's a great value proposition by bundling the assets or the amenities that we've built in the river valley into the bed and breakfast so like come stay at the bed and breakfast and get you know little brick breakfast served in bed awesome right? get yeah. get a free dinner or you know a free appetizer and a drink or you know a free something something as part of your stay right. so we think we if we assemble the this these experiences with the stay which is going to be in a very 600 square foot suite is very big uh in a very nicely designed suite that you know, we have a chance to to have a go of it in the kind of hotel space. So there's a lot of attention, especially from the tourism angle, on that in terms of their support because it is going to be the first, you know, hotel. One of the proudest things, you know, outside of seeing, you know, big bike crews show up uh, at the Little Brick is, is when we look at uh, homes for sale uh, on MLS uh, in the Riverdale area. They mentioned the fact that they're close to Little Brick as a oh really as a that's value. awesome so that's like that's kind of the warm and fuzzy stuff and kind of the supporting stuff that we want to that, that that we see that's like yeah like fucking right it's like this is what we thought and we're starting to see it so like let's keep doing it right. it's the kick in the ass it, it it motivates us even more so you know we're not going to market like we do at Oodle Noodle and say hey you know invest sixty thousand dollars to purchase a Noodle Noodle. You know, when we're we're doing real estate development, we're like, you know, we're pitching like raising two million dollars, one and a half million dollars, right. and that's a whole different world. So like, we have to be passionate and know what we're doing, and uh, when when you're going to attract that type of investment, so like seeing things like that is just validation. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Clark's an incredible salesman too. Like. Oh yeah, he is. But like every time he talks to me about one of his ideas, I'm like, okay, I want to do it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any money, but uh, yeah, I'll find some. So but, Clark and I have been, and so this is where we're retooling right now. We've been, we're opportunists. Right. So if it's an idea or something gets presented to us, we're like always all in and yes. 
we've quickly realized that we need to like we, we're defining our lanes and we need to stay in those because like we've done we've cast we cast a big enough net now we have to like harvest we have to right. we have to go get the you know fill that net full of fish uh so um so now we're we're trying to like still not suppress that creativity but make sure it's being applied to a lane mm -hmm. and it's been a challenge uh because like we love like we love oh that that's that's shiny let's go do that yeah. but like it's like no like we've got some real businesses here that we've built so now we've been um we've been really working on double down and staying in and 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 and, and just focusing on those brands um because it is a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. um and you know if it wasn't for the team that we that we built and are continuing to build um we wouldn't be able to get to where we are but uh you know initially it's that that ambition and passion to want to to do these things well to get things off the ground i always think about like business partners and and you and clark are have been business partners for as long as i can remember but you've done so many different things. And when I think of like a business partner, it would be like, well, I want a business partner for this project, but not necessarily. I want a business partner for like everything that I've ever done. And so how does that like, do you guys ever do anything separately? Like, or is it like we're building a company and it doesn't matter what it is. We're partners. Um, well, so we've never gone out on our own to do something like Clark, uh, and this will be an ongoing project for Clark for a long time, um, is, is, is working on a startup, but he did it, but gave me shares because he knew he was going to be taking away his attention from the company, uh, and putting it all on me. Right. And so like, there's always been that kind of you know, loyalty of still being partners. Um, but we've, we've, we've really recognized, um, we, we work really like our, our, our goals align. So, you know, we're always going to kind of stay together on this and it's good to kind of have two different, uh, opinions or set of eyes to look at all the stuff that we're doing. Um, so it's always been interesting. The businesses we've got into together where it, it, it scratches one of our edges more than the other, but the other one trusts the other to go and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, which was kind of funny with the nation. Like I knew nothing about writing and all that stuff, but like I knew I was a passionate hockey fan. So I'm like, well, that's what I'll bring to the table. What I, but I was always vulnerable early on. I'm like, well, Clark's writing all the articles. I'm right. Like, right. Yeah, like, yeah. fuck, I'm just writing his coattails. But then ultimately like I, I found where my, um, strengths were. And that was, I, if, if, you know, I, it was all of the sales efforts and stuff that I did that was able to attract the jason gregors and the robin brown and then together we were able to close them mm -hmm. uh, and all that so we kind of found our our own kind of our yin and yang and how we operate right and so that kind of allowed us to take on more projects but yeah no we bring in other partners into each uh thing that we do so like there might be similar shareholders or investors in all three companies but there's like the there's a lot like there's there's people that are in noodle noodle that are not in the nation that are not in rbc and there's some people that are in rbc that are in the noodle right um so like it's we're very strategic with who we bring into what um mm -hmm. because we want to make sure that they can provide value to what it is we're doing especially in the onset um or at the beginning so i don't know if that answers your question no it did <laughs> it was interesting like I, I mean i just thought about it and i was like 
how did that come about? Like, yeah. I knew, okay, well, you guys did the pub crawls together. I knew you opened the bar together. That was your, uh, and then, uh, Oilers Nation. But why is that to say that everything that comes afterwards, like, needs to be together, right? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, if I take on a partner at K4, but then I want to do something else, that doesn't mean that that person is going to oh yeah no you know what i mean like so that's all no we've always found that whatever it is project we do we kind of need both of our attention on it Mm -hmm. uh but some more so than others like like the whole like one takes it to a point then the other kind of takes it from there and vice versa uh on other things but uh yeah it's an interesting dynamic uh that's probably not seen too much um in business because exactly that Mm -hmm. um but yeah we found a way to make it work and it's been it's allowed us to take on the amount of projects that we have for sure right which but now you're saying let's focus on the maintenance right it's uh it is a lot like i know like i gotta be i you know it's it's not like i'm a multi-millionaire or anything from this you know but there's the opportunity to do it Right. So why distract that? We've got we've built the infrastructure to have a chance. Yeah. So now let's just like triple down and get deep as opposed to getting wide. Right. We've already we've already gone wide enough, and we're in everything we're doing we really love. Um, so let's just keep it there. We don't need to add any more distraction. And now let's just like triple down because ultimately that is what's going to be needed to see these things through. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if it's if it's the exit of the nation or you know, the sale of Oodle Noodle or the strategic partnership for Oodle Noodle um, or, you know, building out 10 projects in the River Valley. Um, you know, it's it's that and it's on its own. Like those are all big Herculean tasks right. uh, that we're doing. So we're trying to do three of them simultaneously. So thankfully there's two of us. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So hopefully it works out because, you know, we believe in it and we're going to keep putting in the work to doing it. Uh, to, to, to get there so yeah beauty <clears throat> well thanks buddy yeah, thank that you. was awesome yes I uh, I apologize uh, for going all over the place but uh, no it was good there's a lot to talk about yeah well uh, I knew that was gonna right? <laughs> there's a, there was a lot of steps right and you guys have a lot of things going on it was awesome I can't wait to see what what comes next I like watching what you boys do. As you know, I love it. And uh, next year we'll win that stupid golf tournament again. Yeah, geez. Oh, well. Yeah. We'll see you soon. We'll see you in Kananaskis. And that is the story of Oilers Nation, uh, Little Brick, and Oodle Noodle with my good buddy Jay Downton. Can't wait to see what they do next. Uh, Next week, listen in, I'm going to be interviewing a friend of mine, Jesse McCracken, who's the co-owner of an awesome real estate brokerage in the city called Yeg Pro. Can't wait to hear her story. Thanks a lot for listening.